On Saturday morning, uh, sometime between six and seven, I received a phone call from Candell Hospital, and he asked me to come as quickly as I could. It was a very sad case, um, and when I went to the room uh, where this young man was, a college-age student, um, it was to administer the last rites because of a very tragic, uh, let's say, tragic accident that happened to him. When I went inside, his mother and father and sister were there, and, you know, when you walk in to a room at a time like that, you know, people seeing the priest, it just brings home what I'm there for, and it is, it's very traumatic for them. And I was there giving this young man the last rites, and it was so difficult for them that, you know, it brought a strong man, his father, to his knees, and the mother was just decimated completely, as was his sister. It was a horrible thing to experience and to see. And um, I think, you know, all of you are families, and you all know that from now and again in families that we, we encounter trauma in our lives and how, how toxic it is and how dangerous it is uh, to, to our well-being. And when I was coming back, I was reflecting on some reading I was doing and preparing for my homily today and how, how people's misunderstanding of God has its roots in their, their interpretation or how, how they see reality. So when people see reality in, in a very you know, as, as a very, what's the word, traumatic way, it can very much influence how they see God in their life. And um, I think it was a very good insight uh, from a German uh, theologian, John Fullenbach, and uh, one that really, really resonated with me. Um, you know, this is, a, this is something that when Jesus walked this earth, this is something that he encountered the people at the time of Jesus were, were equally a traumatized people, and life was very difficult for them, and it was traumatic for them. And these are the demons that, that Jesus wanted to expel from people's lives. That is why when he said the word repent, he said to them, change the way in which you relate to God. Because the way you relate to God based on on suffering and trauma and pain is not the way God wants to be related to. And that is why Jesus showed them a different way of relating to God, because Jesus didn't look upon reality as hostile or indifferent or judgmental. Um, he, he, his way, the, the number one word that Jesus most used to describe reality and in that way, to, to, to describe God was the word compassion. And it's a very powerful word, word in the Old Testament, and, and as it is a powerful word, word in the New Testament, because it speaks about three aspects of, of the word compassion. It talks about God having a womb-like love for creation, for every human being. Like as a mother gives life and nurture 
to, to the child in her womb. That is the God of Jesus Christ, the God who nurtures and gives life to each one of us. It is, a, it is a love that seeks a relationship of friendship, a love that is intimate and that is, is not condescending in any way. It is a love that delights in forgiving, a God that never holds us in our mistakes, in our faults, or in our feelings, our failings. And this is the, the type of God that, that Jesus wanted to communicate to the people. He wanted people to look at reality and life in the same way that he did. Because that is, that is, that is what he wanted for us. He wanted us to have the same relationship with God that he had and to enter into that as well. That same relationship with God that he had. That is why today's gospel is, is, is a very beautiful gospel, even though it says he went away sad. But there's some words there that kind of, you know, the minute you kind of read them, uh, you, you see that there's something more happening here. Jesus is setting out on a journey. In other words, what was his journey? His journey was to bring his experience of God to other people. He wanted them to have the relationship with God that he had. And a young man approaches him. And Jesus looked at him and loved him. And that love was an invitation into discipleship. But we see, even Jesus explicitly said it to him, follow me, just as he said it to Peter, to all the disciples that follow him, he said, follow me. And sadly, he wasn't able to follow him. He said he was a man that had many possessions. You probably could say that the possessions possessed him. And he wasn't able to find peace and joy that was absent from his life because possessions possessed him. You could say he had a wrong understanding of God because of the possessions that he had in his life. They were determining how he saw God, saw God's purpose for him and for the world in which we live in. Just as that young man um, approached God, uh, approached Jesus. So in the same way, we have to ask ourselves the question, what possesses us? Are we possessed by a vision of reality that is hostile, that is indifferent, that is antagonistic? Because if we are, it is determining it is greatly influencing how we, we relate to God in our lives. We can see that, you know, for people who are, you know, there's so much division in society. That is, that is influencing uh, people's, people's understanding of God, people's experience of God in the world in which we live in today. Resentment anger, unforgiveness. These are all possessions, our opinions, our positions. These are all possessions 
that can prevent us from hearing the words of Jesus to follow me. And following me means having the same understanding of God that Jesus had, having the same approach to creation, to reality that Jesus had. It was compassionate. It was gracious. And we're called upon to see the world and see every person in the light of compassion and the light of grace. And if we were not seeing it in that way, then we're going to go away sad, just like that rich young man, because it is only in following Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life, that we can have happiness and peace. So let us just once again remember two beautiful things that Jesus that happened in this gospel. Jesus looked at the young man and loved him. And then he said, follow me. Through your hearing of this gospel, Jesus is looking at you and loving you. And he is also saying to you, follow me.